0: I am here today with a very special guest. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, Nikina Abdullah. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things having to do with weight loss and what diets don't work. Because I know many of you have been on one, if not multiple, trying to lose weight, trying to get your metabolism up and running. We're going to deep dive into that. We're going to talk about my favorite thing, Cardio and how it sucks and how that is not going to get you the body of your dreams whatsoever. I fully believe that all pelotons should go in a big, deep, dark hole. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. Abdullah. Did I say that right? Nagina, I said it five times before we got on here and now I'm questioning myself. It's such a beautiful name. Did I say that right? You got it exactly right. Thank you. Nagina. Well, she is a health coach for middle-aged women, which is a lot of you listening and professionals and founder of the website MasalaBody.com. She coaches women to boost metabolism naturally. We're going to talk about that today and simplifies creating a healthy lifestyle, even if they've tried everything like all of you. Nagina has a degree in molecular and cell biology from UC Berkeley and has helped over 1,200 professional women successfully lose 10 to 80 pounds and create a sustainable lifestyle change. So Nagina, thank you so much for being on here. This is going to be a really fun conversation. I feel it. I, I am so excited to be
1: here with you Amy. Yes, I have been just loving. I love all of your podcast episodes and I'm just excited to talk about so many things that uh that we're going to just we're going to bust a lot of myths out there today.
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So let's just dive into the big one, right? I mean, I'm sure you see this with your clients. Everybody is on the struggle bus with weight these days. And I mean, there people are are doing everything under the sun, the peptides, the the semaglutide, the tirzepatide, which I now call the Beverly Hills soccer mom weight loss drug of choice. We're all trying these, all these shortcuts. And, and a lot of my listeners legitimately have low thyroid function, low hormone function that ends up lowering their metabolism overall. So then they go deeper in the hole into trying every single diet they can possibly get their hands on or read about usually to no avail resulting in no weight loss. So Let's just dive into why diets don't work for sustainable weight loss and body composition. Oh, absolutely. So- The
1: first thing is if you are working on losing weight, if it's a goal to lose weight or a goal to get healthier, more fit, whatever your goal may be, and you are constantly hungry and you are constantly eating food that tastes boring and bland, and you're very limited, it's truly only something that you can do for a very short period of time, especially if you love eating, if you love the the culture of having food, which many, many people have grown up like that. So diets don't work because they're very temporary and they're based on restriction. They're based on calorie counting and they're based on this transactional relationship with food. Whereas many people have a much more kind of like a warmer relationship with food. It's added so much love to their life. It's added comfort. It it adds excitement. And, and, and so it's really hard to say, okay, I'm just going to become very logical and methodical about food and just eat chicken and broccoli with nothing on it for the rest of my life. Because that's, just to that does not work like there's an emotional relationship with food and there's also taste we want to have a certain taste and we must feel that we're satiated otherwise it's been proven and you and many women will will attest to this when you are hungry the only thing you can think about is more food so it just it, that doesn't work so those are kind of a, a few reasons they, they, that it doesn't work. It's just not natural. It's it, you just constantly think about food and you end up binging, and so it's just not a sustainable way to live to be constantly
0: hungry. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's a huge reason that diets don't work. Yeah, absolutely. And is there a genetic component to? I know there's a biological. If you're insulin resistant or if you're type two diabetic, you're going to have the glucose that's going up and down like a roller coaster, and in those lows. That's going to turn on the hunger signal. I always say you get hangry in those lows and you really start to crave pretty much everything in sight, including high carbohydrate and high sugar meals. But is there anything that you found that maybe not even genetic, but that is a, a trait that you see throughout your, your clients that really struggle with this hunger piece?
1: Well, yes. So a lot of the foods that that are common, you know, a lot of the reasons that diets, you know, also don't work is related to the fact that many diets are teaching you how to eat smaller portions of processed foods or, or or unreal foods that are actually elevating your insulin. And so what's happening is that your body is is reacting to this high blood sugar. And as a result of the high blood sugar, insulin's being released, and then you are storing more fat. It's because of the types of foods that you're eating. If you were to actually change up the food you're eating, and we can talk more about that today, and actually just change the equation of the types of foods you're eating, you could actually, actually feel more satisfied you're and you'd meet, feel more full for longer and you're not going to get that insulin release which is pulling blood sugar pulling sugar out of your blood and storing it that that just that's just not happening you're not having that insulin release so you're constantly feeling satisfied not like you have to eat again and and so it's you know it's really common when you know if 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 you are to eat certain foods that are not paired with the right foods so if you're not pairing your foods in the right way and you're eating foods that are breaking down to sugar quickly, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel hungry like 30 minutes to an hour later. And then as a result, you're going to need to eat again. So you're going to end up doubling up on your calories. So it's like, it's bad in so many ways when you're just eating those, those
0: diet style foods. Okay. That totally makes sense. So let's just go right into that because I have a feeling what you're going to say. It's one thing that I talk about quite often, quite often is the low protein intake that so many women more than men are guilty of doing. I met with a patient last week who, oh my goodness, I could just look at her labs and I told her, you know, when we get to the food component, I bet you I'm gonna see low protein, aren't I? And she had all of the symptoms of weight gain and muscle loss and the, the strength component just wasn't there, the energy wasn't there. And sure enough, we get to her food And she might be taking in 30 to 50 grams of protein per day, maybe. So let's dive into what are those satiating foods? And I want you to expand to my listeners on protein. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Well, protein is, I mean, this will change so
1: much. Uh, So I have a principle, which I call protein more starting with a protein, more breakfast. So protein is a food that first of all, it digests more slowly. So it's in your body for longer versus the foods. Like we were just talking about that really break down pretty quickly have and create that insulin release. When you have protein rich foods, they take longer to digest. So you're feeling fine. You're feeling like you're not hungry. And as a result, you eat less calories naturally because you're already full and satisfied. Now, the other thing that protein does is it boosts your metabolism. Now, this is so amazing. And it's so this is really the foundation of weight loss, especially in midlife always, but it really comes out in midlife where you don't have as much forgiveness in your body as, as you may have had before. So when you're eating protein, it's boosting your metabolism. That means you're using your energy in a more efficient way or using the energy that you're giving your body through food more efficiently. And so when you eat more protein, rich foods, you're going to naturally less eat less calories. You're going to feel very satiated. You are going to lose weight. And this is one of the top things that so many women will, will tell me is when they start eating a protein, more breakfast, and then adding regular protein to each of their, uh, each of their meals, that one change will literally shed two to four pounds from them in the first week. I mean, it's very common and and you've probably seen it as well. And you know, with, with, with people that you work with. And so, so what happens is like the thing that is, is, the thing that is such a mind twist about protein more is that you're actually eating more and you're not eating less. So we've always been taught through all of this diet, me, like me, uh, methodologies and all this diet marketing is that you're supposed to count your calories. You're supposed to eat less, but when you actually eat more of, when you eat more high protein foods, your sugar cravings subside. You don't need the sugar as much because you're satisfied. And as a result, you eat less calories. So you're, you're indirectly eating less calories, but actively you're actually eating more. So this absolutely will completely change your metabolism and start shedding fat when you start adding more protein. And we can talk about
0: exact ways too. Well, let's just go into that because I know that's what people are thinking right now. It's like, okay, well then how am I gonna do this? Because the big question that I get that you can kind of weave into your answer, the big question that I get is, number one, what am I supposed to eat for breakfast? So you know, our go-to normal protein breakfast is, Eggs—that's what everybody thinks. So, we just do eggs. So, what am I supposed to eat for breakfast? And then, what about those women? And I try to talk them out of any kind of vegan or vegetarian lifestyle because, I mean, personally, if you're doing that, you're just—you're screwed in the protein intake department. You're not getting complete sources. That's almost like a whole other topic over here. But the women who are open to being animal-based but they don't like the red meat. So let's go into how to incorporate this in. Yes,
1: absolutely. And that's why, and, and the thing is starting with breakfast really is key or your first meal of the day, you know, for those women that like to intermittent fast, it it's fine. The first meal of the day or your breakfast, let's break your fast, whether you're waking up or whether you're finishing your intermittent fasting with a high protein meal. And a lot of times at breakfast. It's it's easy to skip protein because we it's common to have things like bagels cereal protein bars yogurt and a banana and you know those are actually creating fat gain it's not you're not losing weight you're actually eating too little and that's you know this is this is another thing a lot of women are skipping breakfast even if they're not intermittent fasting because they feel that they have to eat less calories but what happens when you eat less calories is that you and you eat too little calories for your body your metabolism stays the same you're going to be stuck so for those of you that are feeling stuck at this current weight it's because Because you're not eating enough to get your metabolism going. And that's why starting with a, with a protein, more breakfast is really key. Mm -hmm. So commonly, if you, if women feel like they're going to have protein or they feel like they're having protein, they're doing exactly what you said, Amy, which is like, they're having eggs, but let's talk about how many eggs, let's talk about how much protein that really is and what else we can do. Two eggs, which is common, two eggs and toast is like a very common breakfast or two eggs, toast and berries or or some type of fruit is common. Two eggs is going to each egg is six grams of protein. So two eggs is giving you 12 grams of protein now to really feel satiated and to actually have your metabolism starting to boost we really want to get to around 30 grams of protein. Like that's a common number. And of course it's going to be customized and personalized depending on your own weight right now, but that's a really great number to start with. And that's per meal too.
0: That is not total for the day. Let me clarify. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thanks for saying that because yes, it's so true. It's, this is not for the day. No, when you start doing this, adding 30 grams of protein, you will see that you will not have cravings for other foods. You will see that your scale is going to go down. You'll see your waist starting to shrink. You'll see your body fat going down. And not only that, you'll also see your muscle mass going up just by changing the amount of protein that you have. So let me give you some examples, you know, of what you can do instead of these only two eggs. So when you have two eggs, you can also add on a half cup of egg white. So the liquid egg whites that you purchase, and that's going to really boost you up to the, the, the half cup of egg whites is going to be around 15 grams or so. So that's going to get you right next to 30 grams. And that's fine. 27, 30, you know, that's, that's, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. You can add in like onions, mushrooms, bell peppers, add anything you want to your, your eggs that you're making, and then also have some berries on the side or some low sugar fruit. That's what I recommend so that you're getting that natural fiber with lower sugar and fiber is another way that you're going to feel satiated and full naturally with real food without needing artificial types of things. Um, So that's one example. If you like eggs now, a lot of women are really busy in the morning and they don't have time to make eggs, which is totally understandable. So if you don't have that time, another thing you can, do is you can make those egg muffins. I have a recipe called paleo egg muffins. So you make a tray of egg muffins. Each muffin is one egg. So you can grab two of those, warm it up real quick, put it in your fridge for the week. And then on the side, you could have a, a serving of Greek yogurt, which is another, if you get a good Greek yogurt, it's anywhere from 15 to 18 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. So this is a really great grab and go breakfast because you have your eggs, you have your Greek yogurt, you can add some berries on it. You can also add cinnamon into your Greek yogurt, which helps you lower your blood sugar. And it also tastes really good. So you're like loving your breakfast, which is also important. Those are a couple combinations. And one other one that I have found is extremely popular and works really well for metabolism boosting is to have a protein green smoothie in the morning. And, and so this smoothie would be something like having a non-dairy liquid because dairy is blocking a lot of weight loss. It's creating bloating. You know, many women will find when they take out dairy overall, it will help that weight come off. I did recommend Greek yogurt, but that's because... Because it is a healthier, it's a higher protein, lower sugar form of dairy. So if that one, I, I I've seen many women lose weight with Greek yogurt, but if you're doing a smoothie, you really don't want to have milk, you know, so you're having a non-dairy liquid, something like almond milk or water, you're adding a protein powder to it, which is really powerful and really fast. And it's, it works really well. If you do it like once a day um, to do a protein powder, it's a very fast, efficient protein. Yeah. And then you could do something like a half cup of strawberry, for some some low sugar, but a little bit of sweetness, add some cinnamon in to keep your blood sugar low and then add a cup of spinach Because you're you're not even going to taste it when you have all these other things, but then you just drink down an entire cup of vegetables, which is amazing for so many reasons. Um, And then this this specific smoothie that I'm talking about, I also like to recommend adding mint to it because it adds a little bit of nice flavor. And mint also helps you decrease overeating, and it also helps you decrease your sugar cravings. It's been proven that the scent of mint does that. So having a smoothie when you have all your ingredients already in the fridge, like right next to each other, you could even put it into like a a bag ahead of time, like a smoothie sack is what I call it. And then you just pour it into your blender. You just drink it down or bring it with you on your way out. I mean, it's a no fail way to get your metabolism high and to feel really satiated for three full hours until your lunch. So. Those are a few
0: different ways, a few different elements of protein that you can that, that you can add to your breakfast. That is awesome. And then one key thing with the smoothies, this does not mean add in five different kinds of fruit. We don't replace the vegetables with fruit because you like fruit better because then you're just drinking a big smoothie of sugar because you're breaking down all that fruit. So I love that you said, you know, some berries, some strawberries, something like that. But notice that she didn't say an apple and berries, and some watermelon, and an orange. And, you know, because I've seen those smoothie recipes from women as well. And it's just sugar. Oh my gosh. Absolutely.
1: And actually, you know, one of the foods that I say that sugar is hiding in is typically smoothies, because if you go out and buy a smoothie from any of the smoothie places and, you know, I have done this multiple times where then I've looked, I've actually, I've asked them what is going in here exactly. And I'm like, that is not healthy at all. Like I'm going to gain weight from the smoothie, but it sounds so healthy because it's all fruit. And, And we all have been taught that fruit is healthy, but fruit is, it's not not that it's unhealthy, but it is sugar, even though yeah. it's natural sugar. So when you do have fruit, it's really great to, like I said, have a low sugar fruit, but also pair it. With a protein or a healthy fat, because when you pair it and you combine your foods that way, then it digests more slowly. It's digesting at the rate of the protein or the fat, or it's at least it's being slowed by that. So mm-hmm. this this smoothie is is working because it has protein powder in it. If you and it has the spinach in it, if you take those elements out, it's not going to work. And one more element to that smoothie is what I call actually my secret ingredient, which is flaxseed. And okay. uh, and so flaxseed is a high fiber and a healthy fat source. And so that's going to be that final touch that really keeps you satisfied. So it's really the combination of these ingredients that makes a difference. Yeah. It doesn't have the five kinds of fruit. I definitely want you to have spinach or have some kind of green in there. That's making the
0: difference. Definitely. I'll give you a little personal story. Side note. I had a patient that worked at a local juice place here. And I said to her, I'm like, is there any way that you can get the nutritional info for every single drink that you have, just like yeah, no, no problem, we got that. We have it written down just for people that ask for it. There was not one single juice smoothie, whatever you want to call it. There was under thirty grams of sugar. Even the ones that kind of look like oh well, there's it's just cucumber and lemon and some celery and berries and I mean, once you broke that all down, there was not one that was under thirty grams of sugar. So. Oh my gosh, crazy. Oh my gosh. And that's really more of what you should be having in a day for sugar
1: you know, and, and it's like all in one healthy smoothie. And that's why there's so many myths out there about what's healthy. And, and it's really frustrating when you are that woman who is doing everything healthy and you feel like you're following all the rules and you're, you're adding greens and you're adding fruit, but yet you're gaining or staying at the same weight for months or potentially years and then decades. And it's just because it's about getting educated about the foods that you're putting in your body, the real foods and how to pair it, how to combine it and the amounts that are good
0: for your body exactly my listeners start off mostly ladies but my listeners start off we're going to add more protein to the breakfast so what are other ways that they can boost their metabolism naturally to really get off this struggle bus of weight gain or the inability to lose
1: Absolutely. So, really, we're keeping that protein more theme for the day. Mm-hmm. So, for every meal, we really, really want to emphasize having protein at lunch, really having it at dinner. But the other thing that I want to share is around the food combinations that I've been talking a little bit about. Yes. And so, you know, when you're adding, when you're having protein, that's great. But you always want to try to have, whenever you're having certain kinds of foods, you want to pair it because it's going to slow the digestion. So, for example, we were talking about fruit. So, yes. if you do want to have an apple which is like an example of a snack for example if you're going to have an apple the way to make this metabolism boosting and not fat storing even though an apple is healthy it has fiber that part is really good but it does have a, a decent amount of sugar in it so instead of saying you're not supposed to eat an apple it's more about pair this apple with some peanut butter some nut butter almond butter or some uh, or some nuts like a healthy fat and actually an apple and peanut butter is a is a fabulous snack to have I mean, it's really great for fat loss it's really going to help you but it's so much better to add that peanut butter or that nut butter than to have that apple alone, because you're really going to slow the absorption of, of the sugar. You're going to, you're going to slow the digestion and the absorption. Mm -hmm. So really pairing your foods. And this is where, you know, I always come back to a, a principle, which I call you can eat more. Like you can eat more, just you make the right choices of what to eat more. And so you never have to feel restricted and you never have to feel hungry when you're learning about these principles of like pairing your food, for example. So pairing, you know, your food, I talked about protein in your smoothie is another example. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing that is really um, key is the timing of some of your foods. So when you're eating a carb, for example, if you're eating a sandwich, there are so many um, studies of glucose and, and blood sugar elevation that will show a more, if you, if you eat that sandwich all at once, your blood sugar is going to spike to a certain amount. And that's because you're having the bread at once you're having the meat, you're having the the vegetables. It's really because of that carb that you're eating without anything else in your body. But if you actually deconstruct that sandwich and you have the vegetable first, you have the the meat inside first, and then maybe like 10 minutes later, then you have the carb. You're going to see that your blood sugar doesn't, it spikes like barely like half as much. And it doesn't go up and down that quickly. When your blood sugar goes up and then falls really quickly, that's when fat storage is happening much more. So when you're slowing or, or kind of not even having a blood sugar spike, you're not storing fat anywhere near as what you would have if you did spike it. So, so really understanding the timing where you're having protein and veggies in your body first, and then adding the carbs later is going to be really, really effective in terms of fat loss. So those okay. are a couple other ways pairing as well as uh as well as timing. And then one other, you know, thing that I that I recommend is I call this I call it a framework that I have called the fat burning food framework. And so it's really around how to pair your foods for every meal. And so for lunch, I recommend having a protein pairing it with what I call a tasty veggie. And, you know, we all know we're supposed to eat veggies. We all know salad is good for us, but the biggest thing is how to make it taste good. You know, many women like don't feel like eating that that much broccoli or that, but when you you make it tasty, that's a a really good way. And, And I can talk more about that. It's really around using metabolism, boosting spices and adding that on. And it really gets your metabolism going and the flavor coming out. So you pair those and then you have a healthy carb with it. So you have a carb, you know, there's multiple things that you could have healthy bread, sourdough bread, beans, lentils, certain types of grains like millet or buckwheat are a lot, a lot less blood sugar spiking. So when you pair this and then you follow the timing that I shared with you, this is all about learning to eat real food and boosting your metabolism and staying full and satisfied and having a lifestyle that you can now continue for the rest of your life just because you know what to do and you enjoy it. So those are a few more ways too.
0: I like it. I love all this. And, and let me also side note this. I know we're talking about metabolism and weight loss and because let's just face it, that is on the majority of people's minds. I mean, we're all trying to get to a more healthier weight to lose the extra LBs, especially over the last couple of years with everything that's been going on, but all of these principles will also apply to energy because a lot of my listeners are also really struggling with fatigue and and brain fog and memory loss and just really low motivation, really struggling with energy through the day. All of these tidbits, you can absolutely start implementing and you will notice a change in your energy. I actually had a patient reach out to me a couple of weeks ago and she was thinking, well, Maybe I need an increase in thyroid medication. Maybe this, maybe we got to change something. And I don't know. I just had this gut feeling. I'm like, you know, we just did this and we just did this with you. Why don't we check in on how much protein you're getting? Or have you backed off a little bit, like started, you know, going back to your old ways? And even how much water are you taking in? Are you, you know, if you, even if you're dehydrated, that's going to, that's going to really not only stop fat loss and fat burning, but it's going to hinder your energy. A couple of weeks later, she was like, you're 100% right. I wasn't eating enough protein. I wasn't drinking enough water. I just did those two things and my energy came back. So it wasn't another supplement. It wasn't a medication. It wasn't anything else that she needed, but just to increase her protein and increase her water. Simple. I
1: yeah. I told that's so true, and I and I that that is so believable that will happen to if anyone is under eating protein, which is most most women are under eating protein and mistakenly you know trying to eat healthy, but it's kind of just understanding what to add more of. You will find your energy levels can skyrocket, and it it feels so good. And you know a lot of times a lot of people feel like it's common to have that late or early you know that afternoon kind of lull, and that. It actually doesn't have to happen. If you have a high protein breakfast, if you have a protein more lunch and you pair your foods like that, you can actually just get through the afternoon at a really great energy. And what that means is that's two to three hours more of productivity, of clarity, of being able to, to do things in your life versus feeling like you need to take a nap every day that that's actually not normal. It doesn't have to be like that at all. Once right. you learn to have that additional energy, which is really coming from protein, eating the right vegetables. You naturally are just not having the sugar cravings, which are giving you highs and lows in energy. And the mental clarity is amazing. It's yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now I know there's going to be kind of a, I don't know, lack of a better word, this refractory period, right? When you take someone who is eating boatloads of carbohydrates. So again, I just, I just had, I keep pulling from anecdotal and and one-on-one consultations that I've done. I just had a patient that, listen, she was honest about it. 100% honest. She's like, I eat like crap. And she brought out her candy, right? And so she's eating this all throughout the day and she's having major carbohydrate and sugar cravings. Like she is a true admitted sugar addict. So when you have someone like that, baby stepping into- eating more protein and pulling out the sugar, there's going to be almost like a, a little block of time where it's just going to suck. It's just going to feel like this is uncomfortable. I don't like it. Your body is going to literally rebel against you and want the carbohydrates and want the sugar. But, and and I'll, I'll hand this question over to you. What can people do to kind of get past that period? If anything, because I know that that is a more difficult time. I mean, my theory is just kind of plug your way through it. Yeah. You can, like you said, focus on more protein because that's going to be more satiating add in some dark chocolate, you know, do those sugar, sugar, quote unquote, replacements. And I don't mean just eat a bunch of monk fruit in place of your sugar, but do the dark chocolate instead of the milk chocolate. But what else do you do with your clients to get them through that, that, phase where it's really super uncomfortable making the change?
1: Absolutely. So really a lot of this is is switching mindsets to instead of thinking of this as you're taking something out. It's, which is a negative way of thinking about something. And we don't really want to do that. We like, as, as humans, we want to do things that are positive. We'll do more of it if we feel good when we're doing it. So really focusing on that, adding more of the right foods, protein, more tasty veggies, like that is going to make such a huge difference. And naturally you'll, you'll feel surprised at how little uh, cravings you have. And if you do have cravings using some of the strategies we're talking about, dark chocolate is great. like having like a couple squares of dark chocolate above 70%, having an apple and peanut butter is, is a great option. Having like cinnamon tea is amazing. And, you know, adding cinnamon to things, it's like a, a really great way to get that sweetness without the insulin spike. And to really just feel that, like you get that feeling of, of the sweet. Now, another, uh, a couple other strategies are one that I love talking about, and this is where you s- use spices in the foods that you're adding more to. Okay. Um, so the reason that this actually works now, first of all, I talked about cinnamon, which is a sweet spice. So that's a direct relationship. You're going to feel that sweetness from something that's, that's not storing fat. In fact, it's helping you store less fat. So adding cinnamon to your coffee, to your tea your smoothie, or on top of your fruit is a really great way to to start integrating this into your life but also adding more mild spices as well as some spicy spices what happens is that spices bind with the receptors in our brain that are the same as where sugar binds in our brain and so a lot of times we're feeling that desire for sugar and if you give yourself spices You feel satisfied. You don't have the desires as much. And this will happen. Like if you start adding things, you'll start to feel, oh my God, I I feel good. I don't feel like I need anything. So like a couple mild spices that are really great to add And I love adding this on veggies or on any of the protein you're having, whether you're having chicken, whether you're having eggs, if you're having any kind of other meat, adding the spices on, you don't have to be exact with how much you're adding, but you can always do like a fourth to a half teaspoon as a rule of thumb of each spice. So spices like cumin. So cumin is like a smokier, deeper flavor. It goes really well on meats. It's been proven to help you burn belly fat if you eat it consistently If you're having like a teaspoon a day, so it's, these are all having weight loss benefits as well, that are, these are all natural. So cumin, coriander is something that is really great on asparagus. It's great on veggies and it helps to decrease water retention. Um, So that's another, another really mild spice. It's just flavorful. And then there's one that's so common. I mean, it's kind of very, very uh, stylish and popular right now, which is turmeric And, uh, you know, turmeric has been used for thousands of years in diets in our ancestors diets and it's anti-inflammatory. And especially when you combine it with black pepper, which increases absorption, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel the anti-inflammation. It also comes off in a way where you you'll experience decreased puffiness in your face, decreased bloating in your belly. And it's really easy to add it to eggs because eggs are yellow and turmeric is yellow, it has a very mild flavor, so you barely uh, can even taste it or just sprinkle it on your veggies or you could even put it into a a post-workout smoothie or a post-workout protein shake because that is gonna help you relax your muscle. So it's like helping you with muscle recovery. And then of course, cayenne pepper is an awesome one if you like spicy food. So you're adding a little bit of cayenne pepper, it's boosting your metabolism. It's also curbing your appetite. So that's really helpful. So those are a couple other things to do as well. So if you're feeling those cravings, start with, you know, make sure that it's really protein more, you have the tasty veggies, but then you can use cinnamon, you can use other spices. And then also some of the substitutes are really great, like dark chocolate, fruit with when you pair it with something or berries with cinnamon is excellent berries cinnamon and Greek yogurt is a really great like ice cream replacement mm-hmm. so yeah so those are a few
0: different options I love that I do that every night I do I do Greek yogurt with berries almost every single night if I'm not doing my keto chow which is a big bowl of protein then I'm doing some type of protein in the form of like you said a really good quality Greek yogurt so I'm glad you mentioned that mm-hmm All right, so I know you and I chatted a little bit about exercise and I mentioned in the beginning that I believe all pelotons should go into a deep, dark black hole. So when it comes to increasing your metabolism, losing weight, and yes, even increasing your energy, what are your thoughts on exercise and what people should be doing? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So
1: I can tell you, you know, and I and I haven't shared too much yet about myself, but I, uh, I lost 40 pounds after a lifetime of struggling with my weight. And I lost it in a way that completely surprised me, which was first of all, through food. Food was 80% of the way that I lost weight. Whereas in the previous part of my life, I'd been working out so much. I used to run like so much on the treadmill. I would just be counting the minutes until this was over. I would spend hours at the gym. I would eat tiny portions of food. I had massive sweet cravings to a point that I thought that I was just born with uncontrollable sugar cravings. And I just thought like I was big boned and I would never be able to be like slimmer and healthier. I just didn't think that was who I was. Mm -hmm. And so after I, I started making those changes, starting with food first, that just like took took my belief in myself to a whole other place where I didn't have the sugar cravings. I had like my fat was melting away. I had a slim stomach for the first time in my life. And this was like right before midlife. You know, it wasn't even like I wasn't even in my 20s or I was at a place where it was more challenging. And so what I started doing is when I started burning that fat, I started just learning more about the exercises that really work to keep this fat off because I did not want it to come back on. And, and so I started finding there's so much information about when you boost the muscle in your body, when you're increasing muscle, when you're increasing toning, um, in your body, what's happening is that you are, it's burning fat faster. Like you're living in a body that is a, like what I call a fat burning body, because mm-hmm. you're just sitting there and with more muscle, your muscle burns more calories than fat. So you're just sitting there and you're burning more calories and 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 then in addition to that in midlife it's very common to become more insulin resistant, meaning that it's harder to, to actually digest carbs, to digest sugars, like they're going to be store as fat much more quickly. But when you have more muscle in your body, you have more, you have more spaces, you have more surface area to create insulin sensitivity, which means that you can digest foods much more easily, and it's not going to have the fat gaining effect on you. So that's a little bit of the science, but Like what we're talking about is when you go to work out to prioritize lifting and, and actually, just like you say, I'm a huge proponent of lifting heavy. Now, if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of time, the best thing that you can do is go into the gym or go and get, get some weights in your own house and, uh, do some workouts that are, that are working out the biggest muscles in your body. Like for example, your legs and your back. Now, if you get more muscle in your legs and your back, it's creating fat burning all over your body. Like it's yes. affecting your stomach. If you yes. want to have a slim stomach, you don't have to do crunches and, and sit-ups. Like you have to burn the fat off of your stomach first, and then you'll see everything under it. But in order to increase fat burning, you really want to have, you want to work out those bigger muscles as a shortcut. And of course, overall, you still want to work out all your muscles, but you want to prioritize lifting heavier building your bigger muscles and this doesn't mean that you're going to be bulky like a man like right. it doesn't mean that i mean right. as you know very well amy it's like it's really hard to build that much muscle like you have to eat a lot of a certain food certain foods and you have to really count and it's more than is natural for for most of us to eat like that
0: you got to take steroids i mean if you're a woman i mean short of having a really genetic freakishly you know, structure, which some of y'all do, but most of us, 95% of us, we are not going to get big and bulky without some kind of anabolic steroid, period. Mm -hmm. You got to say it because women are so scared of picking up a heavy weight. And it's like, listen, if you even knew, I mean, you know, from working out and lifting heavy, I know from the competitive world, I busted my ass to get muscle. And these women were just, taking shit and putting it all left and right. Like you you it's it's not natural to get bulky as a woman. It just mm-hmm. isn't. Nope, it's not,
1: absolutely. So that's not gonna happen. Like, let's just put that, that's really hard to make that happen. What is gonna happen when you lift heavy is that you are gonna burn fat from your love handles, from your from your stomach. If If it's a desire of yours to wear a bikini or to wear a bathing yep. suit and feel really confident in it and you feel like that's what your own goal is, that is the way to do that, is to eat the way that we're talking about. Eat, like make sure that you're just eating real foods, being conscious of what you're eating, And then you're lifting so that as you're losing fat, it's easily staying off. And that's why this is all goes together as a sustainable lifestyle, because if you're someone that's just doing cardio, well, then you're losing the fat. But then the moment you go on vacation or you go out to dinner, you do something that's not, you know, the way that you usually eat, that fat comes right back on. Because you don't, you don't have the muscle in your body to burn it off. And then you, and then it's very easy to go back and keep that yo-yo going. So yes. So when you're, when you're adding that muscle to your body, this is where it becomes, if you, those of you listening can imagine it can actually be really hard to gain weight again if you have, if you're eating this way and then you have muscle on your body, like you have to really eat very unhealthy for a decent, like a a long period of time to really get that fat back. So we're talking about you living a life that feels effortless, that you're living in the body that you want for the upcoming 10, 20, 30, 40 uh, years of your life for the upcoming decades, when you take these steps. And, you know, one more thing I want to mention is that the thing about lifting workouts is that I call them time-saving fat-burning workouts because you can like if you just want to stay at a good place and you're not looking to compete or anything like that, you just want to like feel good in your clothes and wear the size that you like, working out even 2 times a week for 30 minutes lifting will will get you there if you're consistent. Like if you're able to do 3 times, I mean that's going to really make it easy. But right. That's all it takes. We're not talking about an hour and a half of cardio and bike and all of those things. Like you can keep doing that, and you're not going to see the results you'll get in 30 minutes twice a week. So yeah. yes, this this is this absolutely will change your body, and it's just that women we haven't been in the environment where this it feels empowering to do this. It's it, it, and to be when you're educated about the types of workouts to do, you're you can live in a body of your dreams. And it can feel effortless and easy and mindless to do that. And this is coming from me who it was, it was the biggest struggle. I couldn't even to lose two pounds was a huge struggle. And then 40 pounds just came off for me in nine months after I started integrating these things. So
0: yes, it works. There's simple things that you're talking about to integrate. This is not, this is not something extreme. You know, this is not dropping your carbohydrates to nothing and eating nothing but meat and and all the different diets that I have talked about on the show before. And maybe, you know, carnivore or keto or whatever is your jam and you want to implement that here and there. But what you're talking about is simple, applicable, simple, simple changes that you can do. And, and you don't have to make it that complicated. You don't have to go down a rabbit hole of a certain diet and being super anal and structured. And, oh my God, I ate an apple. Now my whole week is blown because I have 30 grams of carbohydrates. And my, no, you don't have to freak out like that. These these are simple, applicable pieces of advice that you're giving us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And absolutely, these
1: are, this is just learning how to use real food, which. That is the healthiest way. And, you know, like a lot of it for, for anything, for any hormonal imbalances, for any kinds of inflammatory types of issues, starting with real food in your diet is the foundation. Like that can, that can affect so many things positively. A lot of things start falling into place at that point. So, so really like prioritizing, having real food, focusing on strength training, it just, it just saves so much time. Then you can go climbing in your fifties and sixties. Like you can, you can go skiing and rafting and biking, and you have the strength to do all the things that you want Mm -hmm. because you're lean and you're strong and, and it's easy just to keep everything off. So,
0: so absolutely. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And you do have a special gift for all the listeners that we will put that link in the show notes, but go ahead and tell them about your gift and also where to find you.
1: Absolutely. Well, I am so excited. I am sharing my sweet spice cheat sheet. uh, And this is where I share the spice that's in your kitchen cabinet. I share three easy ways to use it in your day. I also share uh, five health benefits. And then I also share a very delicious, easy, fat-burning tea that I call fire Fire tea because it fires away your belly fat. And it it actually tastes better than wine. And you'll want to have it instead of ice cream. So for anyone that is struggling with those late night cravings, this fire tea is, is really amazing. That is something definitely the link, the link is here in the show notes, but once you sign up for that, then I'll send you a note just to, just to connect with you. And then I'll send you my recipes, my, my mindsets. And then we can stay connected. And if you want to check out my website, it's MasalaBody.com. You can take a look at my blog posts, success stories, all the things. But I'd love to connect with you through the Sweet Spice Cheat Sheet and uh, and share
0: more with you there. I want the cheat sheet. I want the recipe. I want to do the tea tonight for my (laughs) Netflix snacks. So I'm pumped. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving that. That's amazing. Absolutely. All right, my dear. Well, thank you for being on here and imparting your wisdom and everybody greatly appreciates it. Absolutely. Thanks so much. This was so much fun.